That was nice. Thank you, Sarah. Um, before we get started, I just want to um, introduce Kevin Conley, our host today. Kevin is the Director of Planning and Development for WIDA, and he's actually KSD. So, welcome to Kevin the floor. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I'm so, our executive director, Seamus, is our Everyone is by. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he wanted to be here. He's in DC lobbying on our behalf and her behalf. Uh, so I'm here on Twitter, but again, welcome to be here. It's a pleasure that you're here. Uh, I also just wanted to so you want to first want to plug the Civic Bakery because maybe you don't know, but they're actually doing seeding plants with us. We're halfway through it right now. Yeah. We're doing a great job, Mike and Brittany. So there, yeah, they've been really great. And your staff is involved in our strategic plan, which is called a business plan, with uh, something that is going to be very relevant for, for Alameda in the future. Uh, I'll just say that this building right here represents the physical representation of our partnership that has gone very well in uh, 2011. City transition very through the new agency Vita. Whether it's going to be a great move, uh, but I think a lot of our partnerships together. I mean, we'll go there and see another, you know, and so, you know, there's 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 tangible things that have been accomplished here with a partnership, a really good partnership between our agency, the U.S. city, and the U.S. model. How how this how you work, how you leverage your your city and your community and your investment. So with that, I'll just kind of lead you to it. This is a great work as a resident. I'll say I'm really happy to be doing this. It's a great thing for every town to take thought, get that strategy. Uh, this story as well. So I appreciate that. Um, this meeting is only in person, and we it's a workshop, and um, the council will not be taking any action this evening. So, with that, I would ask the city first of all, if you please call the roll. Council or Vice Mayor Daystad. Here. Council Member uh, Herrera Spencer. Present. Jensen. Here. Mayor Ezzy Ashcraft. Here. Four present, and hopefully, uh, Council Member Vella will join us shortly. Okay. And at this time, we will do oral communication on non-agenda items, and this is for members of the public meeting for up to two minutes regarding any matter not on the agenda. And where do they speak from, Um, I think they can just stand right here, um, and I can maybe turn the camera. And so far, we have two speaker slips, and um, well, one is for oral, and one was is for three A. But I think we can combine them both and call both of them right now. Um. Okay, so uh, Ruth Abbey is up first. Good evening, Madam Mayor, Council, Mayor, 
Sorry, um, is Chris Buckley. Uh, Christopher Buckley. Christopher Buckley, Alameda resident. I'm speaking on the um, on the vision workshop itself. And I was reading over the vision plan. It's very great that you're doing this. Uh, I was reading also over the vision statement and uh, would suggest on the vision statement that maybe something be added perhaps in the um, last paragraph on the first page where discussion of assets is mentioned that a, some language be added celebrating Alameda's wonderful historic architecture and that the vision is to maintain and enhance it and promote it as a way of promoting Alameda. And then related to that, which might not, which may be too detailed for tonight's meeting, but would be perhaps some of the implementing actions going forward, is that the city of Alameda owns a number of very important architectural assets, some of which need attention, like the Carnegie Building, and so that perhaps one of the objectives as part of the strategic plan is to find a viable permanent use for the Carnegie Building so that it does not deteriorate, is available to the public, and can be appropriately celebrated. On a smaller scale, there's also the old police garage that's still being used behind City Hall that is an integral part of the City Hall complex. It is deteriorated. There's been uh, proposals to uh, repair it for, the, for probably a decade. Nothing has happened yet. Would really like to get that on the agenda. And then finally, with regard to climate resiliency and mitigating um, climate change, um, preserving Alameda's urban forest by having a more effective and complete tree preservation ordinance that may be looked at as part of the urban forest plan, but we're not sure if a complete document would come out of that. So an objective would be to get a more effective tree preservation ordinance that addresses all species that are good species, not just because live oaks, which are very important, mm -hmm. and also have effective preservation measures built into them, including for new development to try to promote new development that's configured in a way that preserves existing trees and is not planning root structures. There's various techniques for doing that, but uh, that could be a later discussion. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, hello everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to put all these faces. Um, you know, made those up in person by what I could see on your Zoom meeting. So that's really nice. We appreciate the uh, food and the accommodations here. Um, I would like to piggyback on what the last speaker said. I strongly support what he says about the historic architecture as well as the tree ordinance. I think those are both um, very important concepts in the city of Alameda. I think um, I've made it personally clear in numerous um, council meetings what we want relating to the spirit salad. Um, but I would hate for somebody to say, why didn't you bring that up during the uh, strategic vision planning session? So I'll just rehash that briefly here. Um, we've been here for nine years on Spirits Alley. It's been a great place to do business. There's been some serious complications the last few years. Um, as we have voiced, um, we would like to see Spirits Alley brought back to life. We've lost you know, two of the five founding members. We were one of the five founding members. So two of them are gone at this point. Um, that's a shame, particularly anger one, since it was, you know, quote unquote, born here. Um, so that's kind of ironic that that would um, leave, you know, that brand is still in existence. They just decided to shut down the worst performing location in the United States, which happened to be the city of Alameda. Um, so again, that's a shame. So going forward, we would like to see um, Spirits Alley reinvigorate. Um, I believe that um, it is in the process. Again, we've been working with the city manager. She's been making things happen. But um, again, I don't want to hear people say, why did you bring it up during the strategic planning session? So here we are. Um, and again, we would like to see all the amenities afforded the rest of the city brought to the point, green space, sidewalks. Um, right now, the condition of the point is in worse condition than when we took possession of our building nine years ago. Um, we had a huge um, ribbon cutting ceremony. We cut the ribbon on Spirits Alley. It was a big group hug with the five founding members and the city staff. And five minutes later, I turned around and said, where'd the city go? Where'd the mayor go? And um, I hadn't really seen them since uh, until time. recently yeah. with the um, yeah. new conversations. Thank you. Thank Next you. Amos White. Uh, good afternoon, and uh, thank you. And thanks for holding such a question meeting for the public. And welcome. Um, I would say uh, uh, in a couple capacities. Locally, uh, I live in Alameda. Um, eyesight of this building and um, and really working to support, if you will, um, our environmental initiatives as they impact and affect public safety and public health, specifically as regards our urban forest and, um, um, and our tree preservation uh, proposal or plan. Um, I also sit, um, or I lead 100K Trees for Humanity, which is an urban reforestation nonprofit where we're working with cities and municipalities to plant trees at scale for climate by 2030 to help meet the UN IPCC goals. That's first and foremost. And with the Climate Action Plan that we have uh, established, uh, voted in for Alameda um, helped participate in that as a member of PASA, but really support that plan, but think the city needs to do much more in accelerating its goals um, through that and supporting the urban forest plan to plan at scale is one way. Preserving existing trees is top priority on there and doing so, plan, linking tree funding to public health indicators is more important for those who may not know than thinking about carbon sequestration. You can't control carbon, but you can control planting the right tree in the right place um, for the right impact. 
whether it's groundwater mitigation, flooding, low-level flooding, or whether it's to increase the air quality, such as here on the West End, which is equivalent to that of West Oakland, which is the worst in the East Bay, by the way. So trees are more than just a frontline defense. It's critical green infrastructure. The third capacity That's is that. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you for your time. Speaker? That was our last speaker. Okay. So with that, I will close um, public public and we will begin the workshop. And I would like to turn the floor over to the mayor, council, staff, and community for silent details. But our first entry for um, a life strategic roadmap or plan, and um, kind of what you're going to hear from our consultant civic makers that will talk more about what the tree plan And I think I've said this in meetings before too that um, this is really meant to be kind of a tool that, uh, to help prioritize um, the city. What are the council's priorities and how many priorities help guide staff, staff and financial resources so that we have a guide. It's meant to be a working document. We don't, we, we actually anticipate that whatever we put in the plan will be updated rather than you approve it. And if something that comes with the inspect and we'll need to adjust and, and but that it provides kind of a guide for, for how we, we uh, allocate our resources, staff and financial. And the hope is that we get far enough along that it'll also kind of transition into the biennial budget process so that we'll be able to also guide our budget resources. Where do we put some of those one-time funds? Where do we um, what are do we do we have funded all these one projects that we think are important and are our priorities are? Um, so we're excited to be here. I want to um, thank Amy, who's our business manager, and Sarah Henry, our PIO, for they did a lot of the work preparing for this um, today. So I just want to acknowledge them and their hard work, and then all the executive team that's here. Um, I will say this: the intent here is for it to be a dialogue and a discussion. Your executive team is all here. We're open. We're happy to answer questions. You may see that they they have, you know they raise their hands and want to participate in some obviously it's a council retreat, but we're all here to be a part of the discussion um, as well. And then this will be first of uh, multiple retreats. We are it looks like probably targeting April twenty fourth for our second retreat. This is really the vision and kind of the priorities, and then we'll get into much more of the project and project by year, and now get into much more specifics. And we'll try, we'll try to do that on the 24th. But this can also take as long as we need to be You know, not through everything on the 24th, we can have another meeting and come back to the company. So we're we're excited to be here and make sure it got through everything. Um, and also, I will say this is part of, you know, we anticipate this getting integrated into other documents. So, for instance, um, your referrals or your other staff reports, you can use this as a guide in other documents to help evaluate trade-offs. So, there is, there is something new that comes up, what comes off this tree plan. So, I'll help staff kind of figure out how to make trade-offs as we support. We do anticipate this will get integrated into other efforts that you have. Um, I think that's it for what I needed to say. I think the next step is to pass it over to Mike. Thank you. Yeah, I have a housekeeping. Um, is there a password for the Wi Fi here? Yeah. Where is that? It is Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, we want to have it up there. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can take what I'm offering. I think it's 
is the one to work there, and then the password is Golden Gate Bridge 94501 BCCB. You're welcome. Okay. My next question was the public comment was introduced as non agenda public comment. Is there at the time where it was agenda public comment? We, we combined them both. So we took everybody right now so that they could all okay. speak. Okay. Um, whereas, of course, uh, if it's all, they would be given only two minutes, and I think we had less than seven. Do you know how many public speakers we had? We had four. Okay, so uh, I think that they should have been allowed three minutes each if it was combining, and I think, right, so I don't think they should have been limited to two if it in fact included both agenda and non-agenda. So can they each get another minute if they're interested? I mean, they all seem to have mostly finished our comments. It was only Amos and Todd if they needed more time, but they put oral communication, so. I'm sorry, I can't Todd had marked oral communication, so I gave him two minutes. Okay, so, so it's introduced on the agenda. It only has public comment in one spot. That's what I'm asking. And what I heard was public comment, non-agenda. Right, but we and took- Combining both? Then I think they should have been afforded the additional minute per speaker. Did any of were any of them given three minutes? Yes, Chris, because he marked three A. Okay, so when they filled out the form, I don't know that it was made clear to them what the difference in the time was. And I think they should have been afforded the three minutes per speaker. Apologies. My so apologies. I okay, I appreciate that. So can they each have the additional minute now? Because they all spoke to something relevant to. The climate action of the trees, that is all, uh, but is in fact what I would consider the agenda that we're here for today. I don't think any of them actually not related to the agenda. Mr. Hickman did speak to trees and architecture. I think I could come in make the suggestion <clears throat> because we do want to get on to the retreat. Let's go ahead, um, Madam Clerk, if it's okay with the rest of you, just offer our speakers an additional minute each. Yeah. So Ruth completed her comments and Chris completed his. So it'd just be Todd or Amos. Well, I would hate to miss an opportunity to speak. Okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do feel cheated on that. I did feel like I was going to get another opportunity to speak with the agenda item of what's going on today. So combining them and then cutting it down to two, two minutes. I appreciate it, Councilwoman Herrera's um, concept on that. So what I would like to see with the um, vision, I don't see anything in Mankwin Spirits Alley out there. So I would like to see that significantly um, noted in there and mentioned. And it is very important because again, that is a historic alley right there, historic buildings, um, historic row, Monarch Street. And we do have no tree, no vegetation, no nothing that would even give any indication that this is part of the city of Alameda. Um, again, the concrete, everything is in worse shape than it was nine years ago. And it is part of the city. Everybody's paying sales tax out there, purchasing stuff. Um, you have all the businesses paying, you know, paying the rents out there. So again, um, we feel incredibly cheated on the alley that we've been given nothing out there, and we would like to see that mentioned in the strategic vision going forward that we are going to treat like a portion of the city and give it the same. Thank you. 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 Thank
Yeah, thank you for that. And thank you for speaking up on that. It, it was confusing, and I thought we were actually going to be able to speak on agenda items, which would have been more pertinent. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I did want to add that um, I do serve you as uh, your appointed member on the Alameda County Agricultural Advisory Committee. I'm the Urban Ag Chair for the county. So this falls under the purview also from not only expertise, but for how, as I serve in the county. And I sit on your CAL FIRE board as your urban forestry and community advisory member. We advise the director of CAL FIRE on all things considering urban forest to share that with you as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, um, how the diversity, equity, and inclusion principles are not just added as principles across, which is great to see it's being put as a framework, but how they're being articulated up front within that objectively so that DEI is more than just a moniker or some meme that's being used, but principles are identified um, um, within each part of the plan or departmentally. Um, as far as um, program or not program, I don't know how it's called within city parlance, but how that's being articulated visually up front so people can that's identify those and measure those across the organization. Thank you. Um, I'm
it's okay that there's some open conversations still out there. And there's between the way that we think about vision statement, we think about what the priority should be for Alameda for the next few years. But we really want to reiterate that because that's part of the process, and there'll be many other opportunities to do that with uh your options. So we will this is not the starting place. Um and so you know we're gonna share information um ask you all to respond to some questions and that is our responsibility and we're also going um to not talk about what we've already heard but uh, we use along the appropriate tools with the director's management team to fill out this year application and with the couriers and we'll share back a little bit about what we heard. Um, and then, you know, again, most of the time will be for discussion. So, so um, part of what we heard to our one-on-one uh, with council, uh, we heard from every single council member that the uh, existing priority areas um, needed to be more specific, right? So uh, that's something that we're, we're going to try to um, do a better job of through this process, build out something that the community understands you know, what the city is doing in the city priority areas. And, and can you know have a really good sense of what that means uh, in terms of where that's um, We heard from a council member. Uh, I want to ensure that all council members are validated and have their concerns addressed to the strategic plan. Um, all members of the council should have at least one of their specific priorities in the plan because people feel invested in it. Today. So making sure that each of your priorities right is reflected. Uh, in the final plan, um, and then another council member, how are we going to create a strategic plan that is responsive to the right? That's a great statement. We want to make sure that whatever the final vision and priority area is, uh, and those that, that it reflects not only the voice of our council but the broader community as well. And then finally, uh, we heard from another process. I would like us to work as a team, not that we vote alike or see the issues the same way, but that we all recognize we are working for the benefit of our community. Uh, and I think that's a great way to sum up what tonight is really all about. We don't expect total alignment across the board. Uh, that's part of collaboration and teamwork. Uh, people are going to have differences. Uh, but ultimately, we are here because we are not out here. So, uh, just want to give you a flavor of what uh, we heard from those interviews. And I love the spirit that um, these remarks reflect, which is that people care about doing this right and making sure that the ultimate uh, vision and final year is reflect uh, what the community is looking for. Uh, just some brief meeting agreements. Uh, you all are in meetings all the time. You all understand these kinds of norms very well. So I won't read through them all, but um, just want to say that we, uh, as, as citizen makers, are going to serve as a, new, a mutual arbiter in this process. 
and um, time keeper as well. So council members will all get an equal opportunity to, to speak during the discussion uh, component. We uh, aren't going to time you as you often time are at the center of meeting, um, but we will sort of monitor and make sure that we stay on so that the students are timing. And you know what I said at the top, we're all here because we care about this work. Let's just keep that at the forefront. We'll have differences. We'll have different ways that we might want to word something or how we might phrase something. Uh, but uh, let's you know keep it open mind, listen to each other, be respectful. And uh, it would be uh, pretty amazing where we can get in the conversation. Hi, my name is Brittany Henry. I'm with Civic Makers. We do have one other tool that I just want to point out really quick. Um, we use these a lot in our facilitation. It's called a bike rock. So if there's ever something that comes up while we're discussing the things like a side topic or we're going down a rabbit hole, we may just make a note of it right here so that it's not forgotten and it'll end up in our summary report, but maybe it's just something we want to set aside for the second because it's not relevant maybe right now. So I just wanted to point that out because there are very important things that might get mentioned. It may be not relevant, but we'll still do our best to keep track of that. And so Mike will let me know and I'll I'll be sure to write write that comment here if it's something we feel needs to go on the back. If I could just add one thing, something, especially on the wordsmithing, like we'll take a lot of feedback. We can do some of that, but if we can't come to an agreement on the exact word, staff might be able to go back, give us more thought, and maybe get another chance to see what we come up with. So don't feel like we have to get the words all perfectly right. Thank you for that. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, and yeah, we're, you know, Griff and I, um, as civic makers, we're going to be up and about during the discussion. We're going to be writing on the split part. Um, uh, papers just so that there's a visual you can see your comments reflected and you know make sure that if you can't address certain things today right all of that's going to be coming back to you uh, in the future as part of the survey or the, the next retreat that's going to be coming out of those so i just want to provide us with a quick overview of you know some of the terminology how we at civic measures think about strategic planning and you know we've met with the executive management team. We've met one on one with the council. So a lot of you are, are sort of familiar with this at this point. Uh, for folks in the public, you know this is you know a good way to kind of ground us all in what we're trying to do over the course of the next couple of months through this process. So let's say that you know we often um, you know talk about strategic planning. The departments, cities, folks have strategic plans, right? We think of it as a strategic roadmap so that it kind of builds in that idea of flexibility. You can pivot, you can change directions depending on emerging issues or things that are unexpected. So, so we want to build something that's adaptable and that will allow us to reach um, to move uh, in a different direction in the future. So, the roadmap is a complete summary of where the city wants to go in the near future. So we're looking at a three-year time horizon as part of the chakra. So that's kind of a mindset. All the vision that we've asked council and staff to do so far looking in that three-year time frame. Um, it's, it's that summary of where do we want to go and how do we get there. Um, the vision, which we'll be talking about tonight, is a clear, specific, compelling picture of what the city will look like. Right, so you, you know, other processes you might have, you might be thinking about outcomes, right? So that's 
the vision statement is sort of our ultimate outcome at the end of the next three years. Uh, when we talk about priorities and priority areas, those are the top areas of focus to achieve the vision, right? So those are kind of uh, the, the, the big activity buckets, right? That if we do that work, we're going to get to the ultimate outcome. And then underneath those priorities are objectives. Those are the main activities that support we're not going to be talking tonight about projects, but uh, at the next retreat, we really get into those very, very specific uh, bodies of work uh, that staff are going to do over the next few years to ultimately get us to the outcome of the vision that we talked about. Just to give you a sense of our, our sort of process and where we are in it, um, this is our first. Council retreat. Uh, as I mentioned, we've got interviews and a focus group with the executive management team. Um, after this, we are going to do a survey and follow up with council, bringing back the information that we collect here so that there's additional opportunities to weigh in on the vision and priorities. So, it'll also be your first time seeing recommended projects from the executive management team. So, staff provided those uh, and we'll have opportunity to get on those as well as. Uh, recommend your own project for the next three years. And then uh, we'll bring those all back as part of the council retreat on uh, April 18th. Uh, and then there will be additional opportunities um, to engage staff and the community surveys through pop up events to then bring that uh, feedback So this will all kind of lead to the implementation uh, within the budget process, budget integration. Development work. Uh, reality. Uh, yeah. I want to give you a sense, you know, we're, we're figuring this out. This is not like a one size fits all for every community. So when we work with communities, as we work with the city of like it, it's all based on what we hear uh, from all of you, what's all product look like, what's going to be most useful, and we do your work together. So, you know, we want to offer some examples of, of what we've done, but, you know, ultimately we're going to decide what works best in your community and the way we all work together. So, in this case, not to do this vision is a bit shorter than the draft vision that we're going to talk about tonight. So, you know, give you a sense that, yeah, you can do something really brief, uh, kind of high level. Um, they have a priority deal, is like what they did before. So, uh, a number of different priority areas, uh, more than the six that we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, so, just to give you a flavor um, of how other cities that we work with are doing, and we can get a into it. When you dig deeper into that city of Mountain View roadmap, uh, one of their priorities, livability and quality of life, right, is a, a, a brief description of what that means. But you know, one thing that's telling really to think about is that you're getting to that specificity within the vision and the priorities. Um, so there's, there's an opportunity for the public and for other stakeholders to really understand um, what to do, uh, what you're going to do in that priority area. And then uh, there's an extensive list of projects and which departments are taking the lead on getting that work done uh, over you know, next year, next year, next year, whatever time horizon. Makes sense. 
But just to give you a sense of kind of high level, that's where we're going to start today before we're going to get more and more specific into the work plan as, it, as the uh, process goes on. And then this is an example from our work in the city of West Sacramento. We're highlighting this because of just the, the level of detail. So it fills a lot of the same information in terms of priorities, projects, uh, but you can also see lots of detail about milestones, when the work was completed, when it was started. And they, they actually go into a lot of detail um, providing sort of uh, uh, a case notes so that council can follow along. And see the progress uh, every time they report out as their progress. So, you know, that's something that we envision with the implementation is having uh, some way of reporting that, right? So, counselors have to figure out which progress on the student roadmap throughout the next few years. So, as I mentioned, right, implementation means integrating this roadmap into the budget process here coming up. June, uh, developing private work plans with the department um, that align with uh, our priority areas and the work that is going to wrap up through our uh, overarching vision for the city. Um, it also means, you know, how does this reflect? How is this reflected on the city's website, right? And other public communications. Um, this was very clear and transparent digital presentation. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, right, opportunities, what is the right way for all of this to kind of you know, constantly be uh, brought back to companies for feedback, progress updates, uh, understanding performance on the uh, projects that are provided on. So, um, just want to give you a sense of kind of some of the ways in which this can be implemented. Again, it's very much, you know, up to our leader, all of you, to decide what makes sense for you and how you want to approach it. And that's a good goal that you have as everything. And so I want to pause now. A lot of information, um, a lot of, uh, you know, this is kind of what the process looks like at a high level. I just want to make sure that you know if, if the council has any clarifying questions, uh, has any ideas about uh, implementation or anything they want to comment on in terms of the process that we've been describing. We'd love to get your thoughts. Just um, a real quick structure for council members, Mayor, uh, Vice Mayor. We're going to ask you to think, raise your flag, or you can do as a council member, council member Professor Ben here, which is putting it up like that. That lets us know. That you have a comment, and we'll make sure to get to that. That goes for everyone else in the room as well. If you want to put your your little placard up, that lets that signals to us that you have a comment, and we'll make sure to get to it. Thank you. Um, I wanted to clarify our role here for this process. I didn't hear the address, but we actually have sixteen, I think, staff members. Some of whom I don't know who they are. I'm confident members of the public don't know who they are. Will you all be introducing who you feel and what is their role? What is our role? What is the public's role at this point? Yeah, thank you. Um, so in terms of, of your role for um for this evening and you know, as uh, leaders in this community, right? We want you to help us understand what the vision and the priorities for the city should be over the next few years. Um, staff is, is here um, to 
the lessons of the VR to understand um, you know what your priorities are and, and what your thinking is for the next few years here in Alameda. Um, I'm sorry, you know, you're one. I'm 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 one. i and Smith, Public Works Director. Carolyn Hogg, Information Technology Director. Jessica Romeo, Human Resources Director. Laura, City Clerk. Eben Shen, City Attorney. Nick Luby, Fire Chief. Andrew Thomas, Planning Building Transportation. Tony Wolders, Assistant City Manager. Jennifer, City Manager. Margaret O'Brien, Finance Director. Nishan Dershi, Police Chief. Elizabeth Kenzie, Police Chief. Tracy Jensen, City Council Member. City Council Member. Marilyn Effie Ashcock, Cold Mayor.
So, I mean, maybe we can't, we can't address everything in the climate action or emergency plan, but maybe there are changes within it, you know, that, that through this process, we, we begin to, um, to kind of prioritize. Um, that's just one overarching thing. The second of three overarching comments is that, um, you know, um, one of the things that, that I think is really neat is every time I go play tennis, over at the Lower Washington um, Park tennis courts, especially on Saturday mornings, you know, like at 7 30 or 8 o'clock, there's a city staff member there who takes the time to um, to uh, blow the, the, the courts, get, get rid of the dust and all that. And, you know, I think that really speaks to the pride that the um, city staff people bring to the world. And that no one's lucky. He does technically does. I mean, if he didn't do it, no one would know. <laughs> well, but but he doesn't know, you know. Um, week in, week out, and you know, just to me, and and I'm sure it cuts across. Uh, this is just even an example. I'm sure it cuts across all of the um, um, staff uh, departments that um, I think that was in, in the city of Alameda. I know for sure. And obviously, I can't speak because for other cities, because you know, I haven't been in other cities. Um, but I know for sure that, you know, at the staff level, particularly in terms of the um, public facing staff, but also, you know, people you know, who don't face the public area, I think there's a quality, there's a, um, there is um, a, a pride in the work that they deliver. And, and so I think it's something that makes Alameda really special in terms of how we deliver services and how we make our city hall work for the everyday, everyday um, residents. And so, you know, whatever we do um, out of this process, you know, we, we certainly want to be mindful of that and always be um, promoting that. That's a subject. That's what it happens to The third um, uh, last observation is you know, just thinking about today's meeting, um, I do think that there are, you know, certainly economic, social, um, cultural, um, and physical aspects um, that we as a city, you know, um, might think about how to intentionally begin to leverage in an effort to, to achieve any kind of outcome, you know, leverage in terms of, like, you know, bringing more people from outside of Alameda. Um, to shop here or enjoy whatever um, services that they have to offer, or leverage in terms of you know, improving the quality of life um, uh, for people of, of any um, age or, or any economic circumstances. You know, like for example, you know, we've got the big whites, you know, some of the big whites out there may be reconciling the way to, um, to, to use the services provided, et cetera. So, so that's what's occurred to me. That we've got, I think, a range of aspects, economic um, activity, um, the cultural, social humanities um, that we might do this process to be able to figure out how to leverage the community residents or outside of the community. Uh, just a real quick clarify, we would we would like to ask um we like to ask you how to keep their comments to two minutes. Don't worry about it. We didn't mention that at the beginning, so that's totally on us. But we just want to make sure that everyone has time has time to speak and also get you all out here on that because we've already lived. <laughs> so please limit comments to two minutes. And I'll give I'll give a I'll give a sign when we get close. 
But just a couple things, I think, building off of Vice Mayor State uh, points, but, um, you know, how can we incorporate the work that was recently done uh, or previously done rather than rehashing it or, or spending time in the official building? Because there has been a lot of really good activity um, in the last few months or so on the work that we're doing. Um, the, the other thing is, you know, not taking things for granted. Um, there's a lot of work that happens in our city and that staff have been working on for quite some time. Um, so really not taking that work for granted so again, figuring out ways to either capture it in the strategic plan or know that it's happening, it might not just it might not be a part of that strategic plan. But there are so many critical things that happen um, that if the council and members of public don't we might not know about it because we're not in it. Um, but it doesn't mean that it isn't a priority for the city or that it isn't a service that we're, we're doing. So uh, it's finding ways to capture that and uh, not necessarily and delineate from what that goes to do. And Councilmember, if I could just clarify, are we talking about things that are, might be emergent, um, things that maybe we don't capture within the initial scope of the strategic plan, but emergent concerns that might come up over the course of the period for well, also operational. I think uh, operational day to day, day to day, and emergent. Right, you know, recognizing the fact that it's happening, creating some sort of safety. Right. Thank you. Right. So my suggestion would be in the future when we have this meeting, so we have a student o'clock about the same class, and we're not aware of that. Our public participation in meetings today, this meeting today, are they going to have an opportunity to learn any more, or is that it? Um, and public participation in the future. We have seven members of our public here today. That's it. Sorry. Okay, Brian, Mr. Perry, they can't hear me. So we need to be better with lights or whatever in the future for you. But um, since my concern is public participation, are they going to have an opportunity to speak anymore today or no more? No more today. I don't know. We have public comment up front. Nothing gets decided today, so everyone will get a chance to comment on everything that gets revised and, and nobody's finished meeting notes, so everyone will be able to comment later on those books and notes from the meeting. There'll be definitely future opportunities to provide comments. And then, pretty much, if I can also add, we'll, we're going to do a multiple engagement, so there will be more time to share for folks to weigh in. So, it's not it, from the public, not from, not from the public, but there might be other opportunities in which they can. It may not be directly within this process, but maybe there are other opportunities that are supposed to be out. Um, but yeah, not to right now, we can put public comments mainly here to have city council and city factory and dialogue and talk with each other about Okay, so I like meaningful public participation that reflects the DEIA, right? Um, uh, so in response to what is going now, I can't read it, but we will cover it up. Are you going to sit somewhere else? Sure. Usually they take around the room so we can all see what we just talked about. Um, but the last point that was mentioned by another council member in regards to capturing what we've done in the past. We have a new council member. This is the way government works, and she has not been able to weigh in, so I'm not concerned about that. That was with another council. Every two years we have a shift, which means every vote could be changed. And I think it's, and that's happened to me the last two years. They keep referring to the prior priorities, 
which I was a part of. And now I just heard that again. Well, I want to go and face the judgment, and I want to hear from her. But yeah. I do not just want to uh, adopt what has happened in the past. Is that something that maybe I can write in the bike rack as, as something for, for future consideration? Does that feel like it's okay? A process there to capitalize on? No, I think we'll, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll walk around and I'll put it like we have updates for so every year we'll be doing retreats. So every year there is a change in council and when the work year retreat that we done in January, revisit the strategic plan and the priorities, thinking can be moved. And then probably as part of the budget process, like the mid-year, we might do an update because you'll know what progress we've made on things. So there will be plenty of opportunities. And when there is a change in council, then there would be an opportunity to weigh in. Okay, so the comment about six months is my concern. And then I just want to do a yes. about time, so that will be good. How to be my given, how to speak to Yeah, just briefly, um, I am really glad that we're doing this because it is so important to have a strategic roadmap so that we can come back to it and see how we're making progress. And um, as far as what particular form that takes, I mean, I think it remains to be seen as we get through the discussion. And I certainly understand that we have elections every two years, but on the other hand, the kind of work that we do has a window that's larger than two years, like our housing element or our climate action resiliency plan. And so, you know, while there might be tweaking or modification along the way, if we're on the council, then we'll have a chance to vote. But um, this, I mean, we're carrying on the legacy of councils before us, and then we're adopting um, new um, new programs depending on what is happening at the time. Um, emerging issues have been discussed. And um, anyway, I just think it's really important that we do this, that we also hear input from staff because. It is staff time, and it's the budget that needs to be directed to achieving these goals. And so we really do work as a team. Um, and I'm excited to get on with the workshop. Thank you. I just want to add there's an airbend here. It's really hard to hear. Sorry, man. It's been very weird and it's coming down. So I don't know that you guys are aware of that. Right. We'll keep trying to project. I know I've got it's something I need to work on. So. Okay, great. So we'll um, thank you so much, Council, for um, for opening our minds. We're going to move the agenda along um, to talk now about the draft vision. I know this was all shared uh, with you and with uh, the executive team that was on public beforehand. We've all had chips. Uh, but first of all, I just want to have a very high level and give you a sense of what we heard from those one on one interviews uh, with Council uh, over the last month, uh, really highlighting certain comments. Uh, six where there was the majority consensus and alignment. Uh, so I uh, heard uh, almost every single council uh, person uh, a need to address public safety and issues in Alameda. So that goes to the top along with climate change and emergency resilience. So there's some very specific on other kinds of disasters and measurements. Uh, also, um, in the world of folks mentioned infrastructure. And adjusting the third maintenance. So, you heard comments about the assets that Alameda has. So, we want to clean those and 
uh, uh, build new infrastructure as well. That includes transportation. So we're specifically talking about uh, walkability, bikeability, uh, vehicle traffic, reducing congestion and accidents. Um, a lot of consensus around housing the point. Right? We want to make sure that is a huge focus for the city moving forward. And then finally, um, we heard about housing, right? Uh, locally, regionally, uh, Alameda playing a role in uh, making sure that housing remains affordable and uh, available for those who need So I want to highlight those areas. There are other things you can see here um, that are also near pathways, mm -hmm. uh, but those are the ones that really should go to the top and um, landed on our radar in terms of how we thought about uh, creating that vision. Uh, we also have a focus group with the executive management team. Thank you all for uh, being a part of that and providing your uh, input into uh, what you see um, being the direction of the position goes. And a lot of alignment. So, staff also seeing um, that all of those uh, areas that I just mentioned really important to our leader. Also, talked about economic development and the thriving local business restaurants. Thinking about the organization of the government, getting fiscally sound and, and well funded to be able to do all this. Um, uh, talked about parks and water parking spaces. So, a few different areas um, that we didn't hear as loudly uh, from council, but um, I think a lot of alignment and uh, other ideas that we also wanted to incorporate into that draft vision. And here is the vision. In the interest of time, I'm not going to read it out loud. If you all have it, um, uh, as, as we saw earlier, with the Mountain View example, right? It could be shorter, it uh, could be longer, uh, it might be longer. Um, but, you know, I think you know, this is our starting attempt to take all that great information that I just summarized and uh, into a very outcome focus and statement that uh, I think there's really you all want the city to know in the next few years. So we're going to do a bit of an exercise um, just to help them kind of narrow down the scope because you know, maybe have some things that you want to prioritize, but we want to get kind of specific here because realistically we can't do we maybe can't do 20 different things maybe it's actually really better for us to focus on three really good things that we can that we can do so i'm gonna i'm gonna write over here what i'm gonna ask is for the three council member mayor vice mayor could you tell me approximately three concepts that are most that are most important for you to see in the vision and i'll, I'll make sure we put back up the vision statement so you see it as your answers right so we want approximately three. If it's less than three, if you only have one, that's totally fine. You can give me just one concept and that's good. And I'm gonna write main themes over here on this vision board, right? And then what if anything would you change or remove and why, right? We always wanna know the why of something because that, that tells us, that gives us a deeper meaning, gives us a deeper understanding. We can we get a chance to understand, understand why that's important for us, right? So if anyone feels ready, and I'll, I'll put back up the vision statement again, approximately three concepts um, that are most important for you to see in the vision, are these reflected in the draft vision current? I'm ready. 
Okay, I'm going to try to speak up so you all can hear me. My first thing is meaningful public participation, uh, which includes the DEIA participants uh, and how that gets incorporated to the university vision. Uh, second point that's important to me was um, uh, cars, that they be in here somehow. Uh, you don't have to answer this, but how many of you girls here in a car today? Anyone in a car? <laughs> How many of you public transportation? Bicycle. Walk. As well as for people that are disabled, uh, or, you know, whatever they have, they have different reasons why. But then uh Safety is used in here in a couple of places. Safety that I have concerns about. We have a police chief here. I don't think criminal behavior safe, like I'm in a safe community, like we don't have our tablets and words, so we don't have our cards, so we don't have people being assaulted, we don't have guns in their faces. I don't think that type of safety is addressed in here. So the type of safety, just to get a bit specific that you're talking about in terms of kind of related to safety for transportation and not being seen as Safety and transportation, too, because on the bus and on bar, I've had issues on both of them in regards to safety. <laughs> but but it's bigger safety of fine because there's, there's two places where safe safer place to live. But it's connected to Alamedas of all ages, mm -hmm. continuing to make Al uh, Alameda a better and safer place. That's not my issue of safety. So yes, I can Correct. And then, can I ask uh, you mentioned public participation in a meaningful way in terms of DEI? What do you mean particularly about that? Is something DEI for me? Is that specific with that? Right now, with the people that are here today, more than likely they were all able. To uh, pay for childcare or have translators, I, I guess it's all of them that uh, are able to under, to actually get on the city website. Mm -hmm. Some of them mentioned they just happened to find out about this meeting somehow, looking for the agenda tomorrow as opposed to today. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was necessarily communicated that they could even be here today. And it's only in person. This is our first council in person meeting, that, and so we this is the first time. Tomorrow we're doing it with hybrid. Today we have no hybrid opportunities. So that's new after all these years of COVID that we've been doing everything. And it's a very important medium. So again, accessibility, particularly to various parts of our community, whether that whether it is those who maybe can't get here because of um, physical disabilities or maybe those who maybe those who can't hear, but some sort of things that make this more ADA accessible for folks and that way they can participate more inside. Right. Who's not in the room? Child care yeah. sometimes, you know, other things do certain things to try to bring more people to their meetings, especially when it's only like this. But then my um other thing was we had this issue with the agenda. I want to hear from the public. I shouldn't have had to do this back and forth thing so that each member of the public could have sat get three minutes. That was not clear. So the people that were here who are, I think, are higher, you know, they're, they go to more meetings, and yet it's still between us. It wasn't clear that do they get two minutes, three minutes. So I'm not going to problem. I'm going to take that one because that's outside of the vision statement. Mike, can I have you maybe put that in the bike rack that we maybe want to figure out in the future through the whole entire process? Figuring out a way to implement more public comment and more public feedback loops. I'm sure that's going to come up more time. But let's 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 put it particularly for this process. 
And then, okay, I have three concepts here. So I have more public participation in a meaningful way. That is, I'm going to apologize for my handwriting. It is horrible. I am the generation that was raised on nothing but a computer. But I, I know what it says. <laughs> so, yeah, public participation in a meaningful way. That's about accessibility. Maybe having something that's a hybrid virtual. Also, maybe seeing something with childcare. Uh, we've done events in San Francisco, which like we've done it where there's actually a childcare facility that comes in. That's a, that's a very interesting concept. We want cars in terms of ADA that people can people can utilize their cars more to make sure the roadways are accessible, make sure more people are in their cars. I, I want to make sure I'm not missing anything with that. I want to be real. I like to be practical, realistic, whatever. In real life, people aren't walking and riding their bikes real no. So we do have to figure out how we're going to deal with the car situation. Right. My okay. opinion, it's not the security. Okay. Okay. Making so. Sustaining that. Right. And then safety in terms of thinking about lowering crime rates, making sure that people can transportation wise feel safe, making sure that people's property is safe, but making sure that people feel safe within their communities and feel like it's a space where they can still walk around and feel okay. okay. So we have those three concepts. Put them over here to any other council member of the app. Um, thank you. Mm -hmm. I actually have two concepts, yeah. some of which I've discussed with you all. Um, the first one is, and these are alluded to or somewhat in the draft version, the first one is um, investment in and effective utilization of Alameda's natural and built resources. Um, some of the commenters mentioned this, and we can't move forward without ensuring that we recognize what we have and, and, and our path. So I think we do have beautiful parks, beautiful trees, beautiful homes, um, uh, uh, natural resources surrounding the island, and we just need to keep that in mind and invest in those as we move forward with the other ideas in the plan. My other my other priority for the vision or thought for the vision is that we should prioritize all the residents of Alameda. And that means to me putting Alameda residents first in the middle of the um, strategic plan. While um, integrating and intentionally welcoming our new residents, because we do have a lot of new residents, so we should we should put Alameda residents in the center and really strategize and intentionally welcome those who are coming into Alameda and then and becoming part of our community. Currently, do you feel like our vision statement does a business job on either one of those? Things? Um, I don't think it's good part. And in terms of how can we go further with investment in Alameda natural resources and the prioritizing of all Alameda residents, what, what specifically do you think can be incorporated in, in the vision statement? Well, I think that the third paragraph is basically Alameda is more resilient to climate change. That that's true, and that's our vision, but it doesn't address or recognize the resources that we have. So what I would like to see. Is the third and the fourth paragraph, and the third paragraph talking about the resources that we have and how to best utilize those and how to invest in those resources. Okay. And the fourth paragraph, new and existing households feel welcome and can afford housing that meets their needs. Then um, later, the, and in paragraph two, I'm point is fully integrated. Well, I want to see those two things together. I want to see that new and existing households are integrated and feel welcome and, and are part of prioritized and intentionally welcomed in the community. 
but without ignoring everything. <laughs> 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 it's only the goal. Okay, thank you for that specificity. And sometimes with these vision statements, we go very broad, but it's important to get specific so we can build out those projects later. We're not doing projects tonight, but eventually we will get the projects. So we're going to need something that tells us. Is any other, is any other, any of our council members or mayor, vice mayor, ready? No, um, Tony. So I want to. I like the fifth paragraph. Although what I would do is two minor things. I would flip the fifth paragraph for the second sentence and the first sentence. The second sentence gets some soon at the end of the of the new first sentence. The second thing is I would add. Uh, I would add architecture uh, for the reason that the button says. So it would read, in my opinion, it would read Alameda celebrates its many assets in housing, business, transportation, architecture, recreation, and infrastructure dash, that contribute to the long term betterment of Alameda's residents and environment, comma, um, particularly with regard to generating a collective feeling of pride um, and and I was certainly talking about economic security and safeguarding economic security and hope for the island, especially for the well being of its youth, youth and age. Um, so, the theory of that, that putting the sentence that way, and insofar as we focus on the assets in a way that's strategic, um, that then has re results in, in having that. Exactly. I'm so happy we're doing the transcript so we have that. <laughs> we have that written yeah. down because there's no way we get that verbatim. But is there any other concept that you feel like is missing from this vision statement? I'm just going to go forward to the question again, right? So I heard you mention architecture in a way that kind of like informs how economic development and other plans can be done. Is there anything else that you another well, topic you feel is important to see? And one of being another another saying like, like, oh yeah, I agree with what this person said is also okay. I think the one thing that's kind of missing. And I think it with all respect to the um to our counterparts. I think I think the school. Yeah. Children are the Absolutely. Cool. And in what way? Well, I mean, school isn't only a place where you know children uh achieve a phase um community uh capital to you know. Fulfill whatever it is that we want to fulfill. Um, but schools are also a new space that mm -hmm. around which lives are organized. And, and, and. So, as a neighborhood asset, as a, as a place where it's a community space, not just a place of where there's books and kids go there to read those books. It's actually a community space where people can get holistic type of like experience. Whether it's uh, learning how to build bridges with other people, whether it's finding their passion for life, but like school has an asset for community. Like, oh, so, you know, is there anything I haven't mentioned anyone mentioned anything that they would remove? Is there anything that they would remove from the vision statement? Which would take a pause here because a lot of times we always think about adding, but maybe there's something we want to remove, and I just want to make sure that. Um, so. 
in the first paragraph when you think they found me a veteran paper claims to live, mm -hmm. I would remove the paper. I think we can see what we mean by better. Um, the veteran paper in that context means in very general. Okay. Uh, I think we get to what better means or what means by better in the next three paragraphs. Mm -hmm. um, I would move the paragraph on the new and existing household up to be the second paragraph. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the second sentence could be reworded a little bit mm -hmm. um, and say housing and ongoing supportive services rather than social services. Is the concept of moving the paragraph for new and existing households up to show a deeper level of prioritization or value? Yes and no, but I think that, you know, it just seems like we have to start with our household. We have to start with our, for me, that we have to start with our people and not with the first paragraph where we talk about our residents and community. And I prefer to start with that and then get into um, what I see as being quality of life aspects that are, are very important. <laughs> um, yeah, saying a lot of alignment with what you're saying, with what council members mentioned in terms of prioritizing people and also with um, council member Spencer's mention about safety and, and making things accessible. Is that really putting people at the end, like really focusing on that? Uh, it's nice to hear that. And then um, I would put the Alameda point paragraph in the fourth paragraph. Okay. Um, uh, and then I think um, the uh, Vice Mayor Davis on point, I actually had schools added as part of that fifth paragraph, after recreation schools, um, and uh, and also um, in a paragraph about residents are proud of a beautiful clean green and blue spaces to play in recreation, finding some way reflect the vibrancy of their Fossil fuel powered cars that we're going to reduce 
part of the thing that we're going to reduce our contribution to to greenhouse gases. Um, so those are my two second priorities. And then oh, <laughs> so it's so difficult because you really can't do anything if you don't, if you're not fiscally responsible and have a balance of your head. You've got all these smart staff people here. <laughs> and like, no. <laughs> are important and what that the bullet that, that um uh amplifies that priority are you know to adequately staff public safety officers in terms of response time uh also supporting adequate mental health services for our youth safety is a, is a broad um, category but, but all of those things help with us um, they've adequately staffed recreational programs and libraries. And I have within safety, what do you feel like is currently missing? Um, what is currently missing is just enough resources that we um, we can't do all the things we might like to do for parks. Like we have this wonderful open space, James Queen Open Space Park. We completed the first phase, it was two more to go. We just don't have the money all at once to do the stadium. So we see the money is good. And then Chief Josie would like more police officers to try to find them to be able to hire them. So everything in terms of like the actual people. Yeah. And that's enough staff to support kind of like with whatever safety concerns might be needed for one area to continue to be allocated. So personnel. Absolutely, um, personnel, yeah. And sometimes just playing capital right to the, the part. Like, yeah, okay. Okay. So, we do a lot of mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay, so I heard housing as a first as a first subject. I heard safety as the second as the third one. That middle one was about transportation, correct? In terms of having infrastructure of transportation. So that way, if people want to choose to not to not be in cars, like, that option is there and it's accessible for them. Right, and maybe it could incentivize that in that in that going along in terms of battling climate change and things like that. And we're already seeing that trend. Yeah. That seems to be okay. Great. I love that, Mike. I, I love that in my brain. Gonna write it over here. I see you already writing things or you um, and then I please, oh, I was, I wanted to, sorry, I didn't have the opportunity, but I wanted to it. Um, that's, that's, I was getting ready to come back. Okay. Okay. What else? Please, don't worry. I just want to follow up on that. Um, uh, the last paragraph, our final sentence, I think is great. It says we celebrate our many assets and efforts in college and business recreation. And infrastructure, and then we say that contributes to the long term betterment of the residents. They actually think our, our most important asset is our people, their passion, their intelligence, what they bring to the table. Uh, so, so to me, it's not the um, brick and mortar where they were stuck. So, mm -hmm. I think so. I'd like us to consider trying to flip this so that it really upholds our, our highlights our people. Uh, so a restructuring of that, of that to, to me, be more people first and rather than more things. But those things I think should be in here somewhere, mm -hmm. but I think that those are secondary to really what is different about Alabama. So those the things that are missing there should be highlighted maybe in more defined in the paragraph above, but that last paragraph you would like to end on people. And the, the first sentence of the last paragraph focuses on people. 
Yeah, but the second sentence is not carried through that. You want that. that. You want that. Proof. Somehow, I think that's what that paragraph is about. And then when you look at and some of my other um, people here, they said your paragraphs are to me they just could be separated. Second one speaks about element your point. The first sentence, the second sentence now talks about some other thing. Uh, third paragraph we talked. We started about climate change. Then we're talking about businesses a little bit. It's connecting to natural disasters, but I, I think we're not competing our points, and I think we're kind of scrambling our points. So you um, know, each paragraph can mainly focus on each focus, each paragraph can be a strategic priority on its own. Is that kind of what I'm hearing rather than kind of paragraph? Yes, because I think the first sentence of a paragraph is your strength and strong sentence, and then I think it gets diluted and we don't necessarily connect. But on the third one, when we're talking about housing, and then we're talking about residential styles and houses, again, I, and that's where the green stuff is. And I think that that needed maybe to be moved up to the climate change paragraph. But that's that's true, definitely. And one paragraph can be a main focus, and maybe we can have a second paragraph that looks on a different Is there anything else that you would remove? Before, before I just want to make sure because I, I know that that's kind of what you what you wanted to you talk about the last paragraph. Is there any any concept and think more think uh, less grammatically and more about is there any sort of vision or main point that you think that we shouldn't be focusing on? And that goes for everyone else too. If there's a, if there's one there, okay. Okay, we have. I'm going to go back to my uh, paragraph and I'm going to stick with the way in which I flipped it. But I think to your point about what to be removed, yeah. I think maybe the word celebrates maybe not the correct word here. Maybe the way that it should be read is that Alameda leverages its many aspects okay. in housing, architecture, physics, reputation. That hopefully so more operationally exactly. So leverage these assets, um, the the outcome of which is the first sentence. A collective feeling of pride. Um, experience of economic security and hope for the island. Well, hitting on that leverage point, is there another way that you feel like things should be leveraged? That, that is a bit more of an active word when you say leverage rather than celebrate, right? Yeah, party, well, leverage it, can be a bit more. It, it, if that's a vision statement, yeah. the way that it would be actually operationalized, yeah. we have housing assets called big white. We want to leverage that yeah. whenever you can more housing or for homeless person mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. There you go. That would okay. be one bullet point mm -hmm. that kind of results from that completing okay. the fifth paragraph. Mm -hmm. And then, um, just to go back to what you um, and Mara from discussing, uh, and not to work with the actual vision, um, I've already shared my, a couple concepts, but. I, it's my vision actually is more of having a couple, having pillars like um, Marilyn said four different she combined a few things but, and I see those that's what I see as well some pillars and then surrounded by sustainability and fiscal responsibility and diversity equity and inclusion that that those things um, diversity equity inclusion sustainability and fiscal responsibility so throughout housing public safety transportation infrastructure wherever that might be so. I I kind of see those concepts as not being exactly the the, the pillars, the, the areas that we're focusing on, but they just encompass and cross the revenue. 
Mm. So a, a through line story through all of the strategic priorities, and we want them to connect you, enhance and better each other. And what are what would be the pillars? I guess is, is what the pillars would be what um there does one okay. you know education safety housing um and as those get developed and then um quantified or established more through the words of the vision, but then having um looking at particularly inclusion, fiscal sustainability and fiscal accountability and sustainability, as well as uh, I, I include governance into um fiscal accountability. So if we were approximating the top three within those, though, right? If we were saying that with that infrastructure transportation, we are building that for, are we building that for DEI? Are we building that more for climate change? Are we building that more for, I'm wondering, like, what's the, what, what's the building up of the infrastructure targeted at? It, I think those should be that DEI, fiscal responsibility, and Sustainability, which would be environmental sustainability, and would be underlying all of those things, all of the pillars, all of the all of the specific areas, whether it's community, housing, and safety, whatever we should be thinking about those yeah. those things so whenever we make decisions in, in any of them. Okay, so those are the underlying. Okay. And then I, this will be the last comment, and then I'm, I'm going to have us move over move on to what. Thank you. I want to clarify in regards to safety. We happen to have our two chiefs, and I don't want to overlook the, the fire department part of safety and like the activation of emergencies and all you know, these different types of emergencies that connect to like our roads. How can they get people? Like we just have a power outage, and I heard that there were problems and you know things like that. I think there's a backup in terms of safety, also in here as well. Well, I just wanted to say one last thing. One, one last thing. That's three things, and I only focused on paragraph five. I think you can. You can continue more. You can Extra blanket. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
Those in when it comes out by by ordinary, again, are all mapped based on the interviews that we did with council and the focus group that we did with the recommendation. So, some ways where that's provided, we're going to kind of walk through them and then council will have an opportunity to provide feedback uh, in a variety of ways, including not those uh, for Jennifer to be clear, but a way to prioritize. So I'll kick us off just with a little bit of background information before we get into another discussion. So here are the map priorities. Community safety and services, transportation and infrastructure, Alameda Point development, climate change and sea level rise resilience, housing and homelessness, and finally but not so six draft priority areas, uh, you know, based on what we heard uh, in those uh, discovery conversations, we thought that these could encompass, you know, all of those areas we just talked about in terms of the business Obviously, there's not what we just provided in terms of street draft for the vision, right? We, we might uh, be able to incorporate that here as well. Uh, and we can, you know, if you have similar feedback, right, don't include that as part of this conversation. So that's at the highest level. And then there are objectives underneath each of them. I won't read through all of them. I, I really want to make sure that the remaining time that we have is to focus on hearing from our council members. But Again, you know, similar to some of the broader outcomes from the vision statement, the objective really might have started to get more specific about what do we mean when we say safety? What do we mean when we say safety? Right? What is the actual work of transforming our communities in ways that we want to over the next few years? So these objectives are trying to take what we heard and start to get to those specific statements. Um, that will eventually correspond to actual projects that departments and, and city staff are doing to move all this work forward. So this is yeah. Just a quick note that we have seen we love our we love our actions We've expected the management team, so our city staff members have had a chance to weigh in on these just for um, our public who may be in the back thinking that EMT like what is that? Because the executive management team, so city staff members, not just city council, but also city staff members. Question, are we gonna get feedback for slide or make something? Yeah, wait till the end and then we're gonna do a discussion and council members can speak to any of the priorities at that time. Um, and, and thank you just for bringing up uh, what we mean by EMT. I also want to note, uh, just so you can see the differentiation, some of the uh, objectives are italicized. And so those italicized objectives are ones that we specifically heard from the executive management. Uh, the ones that are not italicized are, are themes and, and activities that we heard from council directly. Um, so I'll just kind of walk through in slide form, you know, each of the six, so you can kind of see, you know, from somewhere between three and six objectives that we, you know, we don't want there to be hundreds and hundreds of objectives, but you know, there's going to be up to organize the work. And some high-level objectives under each set to get the uh, organize the projects that we're going to do. 
Because then people come in that first step is depending on how they return, maybe you capture something really targeted. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like uh, that. And also, they had a special how that could be done. A lot of really cool initiatives. Specifically, you're targeting certain demographics to help with housing and security. Yeah. All right. Is there anything, anything else in housing homes? And it doesn't have to be adding. If you, if, if any, if anyone on the council take issue with specific ones, we're here to hear that as well. But just want to offer time for feedback before we move on to the next. I mean, there might be some dot buttons there, so I'll let that go. Okay. Sweet. Well, actually, in the vision statement, there's a whole discussion of how to integrate and, and ensure that new housing is, or but they talk about Alameda Point in particular about how making sure that Alameda Point is a community and that people there feel like um, that it's integrated into Alameda. And so I think under housing enhancement, if we talk about building affordable housing, we have a um, point about uh, integrating New housing into existing communities. Something like that. Do you want to make it specific to Alameda Point or just to do it? No, uh, as part of the housing, as we build more affordable housing, we need to pay attention to um, the housing community, where it is, whether it's next to a concrete park or green space, things like that. Okay, so being very targeted and specific about where housing is put. Then, to is there anything? You particularly want that housing next to the next floor parts, or no? I just want to be thoughtful about it. I just want to be because that's what I heard of the friends that have ready that you need to go out. Uh, something I don't Yeah, I think to me, it's not just build more affordable housing, but build more housing. Um, I, I think we certainly want to build more affordable housing as well. <laughs> so housing that's accessible to anyone at any economic cost, anyone from any income. For <laughs> oh, sorry. I was going sorry Brittany. I'm getting coffee. Uh, but but I also want to follow up when we do housing, at least I try to advocate also for housing to buy. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just rent um, for purchase, and Andrew knows that. Um, as, as well as uh, housing uh, designed uh, affordable by design, mm -hmm. those two components. And if there's anything else you think you've heard, those are the two affordable, affordable by design, design and then to purchase, not just rent. So it's market rate housing, uh -huh. it's designed in a way that would be more affordable, uh, okay. not as high end, yeah. so small, more middle income families yeah. can afford it. That's a, that's a really good point, Council Member Spencer, about affordable housing to, uh, to buy. I have a friend who works for the Housing Rights Committee in San Francisco, and she, she actually stopped working for there because she realized by working on affordable housing, she wasn't getting to serve very particular types of communities because most of it in San Francisco is rent. And for people who want to buy homes, that's actually not the targeted demographic in San Francisco. So that that's a good, that's a good, very specific point to go for is affordable housing to buy, but not just I would actually, I would, yeah, I'd actually add another point there is affordable housing that is specifically for 
those who are seeking to buy, not just okay. Renee, just to follow up, when I use the term affordable, that is not the technical definition term. It's actually, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Um, on behalf of Jennifer Williams, we wait to point to the school board members and one of our school board city council receiving housing for the well, an AUSD resilience, right? So reduce greenhouse gas emissions, prepare for sea level rise, 
offer eco-friendly energy incentives and educational programs, plan for disaster readiness, mitigate climate change impacts through resilient design. Is there anything that folks want to add, maybe get more specific about change to that particular set? We just had a lot of flooding from the rain. And I think some of that was because of the hard surfaces, my understanding, and not addressing drainage and more greenscape to absorb the water runoff that we've lost. However, you incorporate all that. <laughs> Something like that. I think green infrastructure would be a term there. So the promotion of green green infrastructure. Thank you. Yes. And maybe that maybe that's a subtle point underneath plan for disaster readiness. Uh, anything else that anyone would like to add underneath that one? So I just want to follow up. So the point on here is um, sea level rise, but my understanding is the issues with groundwater. Uh, so it's not just sea level rise. And they might have some more of these points, but they're different. I know that the CSAP has mentioned sea level rise and groundwater. If I could suggest just saying rising waters. Rising waters, sweet. So we'll, yeah. Aaron, what'd you say? Sorry. Rising waters, because it is sea and groundwater, but. No, I actually want them both articulated because they're a little different. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, but I think I'm not sure we actually did it. Here we go, yeah, that's managed retreat. I was not really referencing that. It was more so referencing like the bioswales or rain gardens on our roads that serve two purposes. It helps collect the water, get it off the street, it treats it, and then it attenuates the flow. So it can absorb more and then it discharges slowly to the bay. So I was thinking more, less hardscape, more green space. I, I will say that while managed retreat is something that would happen over a long period of time, I think we should begin to plan for that relative to planning for the, the hard infrastructure laws. I think we have, we're, 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 we're applicable. I think we want management to be able to work with Jen. Jen knows a little bit about that. I was going to say, and the Detroit Park is in Northwest Territory, you know, planning for two different shorelines over time. So we can try to find a way to capture that. Trees in there somewhere. There's trees in there somewhere. And what will describe to me what, what you would like okay. the trees to do. Okay, so the trees are part of the greenscape that absorb uh, the, the water and look at the whole thing of my understanding. We can probably put that in promotion of green infrastructure and probably can probably also cover the trees. What yeah, I mean that it's the urban forest is multifold, so it's greenhouse gas, it's you know, impacts the heat island, it it helps with the storm flow. So I think it's it does the urban forest does a number of things to build resiliency. Yeah. So the urban forest, then I'm fine to say oh, the urban forest, the trees, but 
something like that's that. In, that's in, uh, so what you're saying is that that is covered within promotion of structures, the urban forest, as well as streams, that all that gets covered within that saying there. We can definitely make sure to just add in notes in which we're we're taking notes right now that we emphasis on three that we really want to be looking at. And we're we're working on urban forest plans so that one of the projects will be you know adopting that so let's let's go ahead and move on to the next point over here. We have a lot, and you've had a lot of things on these three. Let's move on over to these three as well. What about transportation and infrastructure? So like we talked a lot about this already. Build safe, efficient public transit, bicycle and pedestrian infrastructure, including lanes, routes for park safety. Reduce traffic accidents and for the island. Address deferred maintenance and implement top priority smart growth for vitalization parts and other public infrastructure projects. Ensure safe, clean, and accessible streets and public facilities. Is there anything? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go first just because I know you spoke a lot on the last one and want to make sure other council members that one. If, if we're gonna uh, highlight some groundwork with our safety as the first that we're going to put in and bicycle temporary. I was just gonna say that um, I'm the first one I might adopt Tracy's. Um, to build a safe vision, how about build a comprehensive safe vision part? Because it means connected that you can go from one path to another. We'll get comprehensive and sounds like a clarifying question. In, in the context of this, this thing, what are the public facilities including within the context of you know? Um, is that a question for me? So public facilities would include not only our buildings, but our parks, any space or land or anything that anybody would access that public. So primarily our buildings and our parks. Nice sort of thing. Is there anything else that folks want to missing? Yes, cars, vehicles. So, uh, safe, efficient, public transit, bicycle, pedestrian infrastructure, how do y'all do it? Cars, car infrastructure. What, is, what exactly do you think is missing from car infrastructure? Oh, I don't think it's safe to drive a car right now because we lose lanes all the time. We got back up on Otis, for instance, almost all the way from South Shore to Bay Farm. Um, so, uh, but I think but I think we did have to figure out a way to incorporate cars safely along with the bicycle pedestrian and so, um, it sounds like traffic management ensuring that one of their the traffic is controlled so that way there's still access for cars and in, in a reasonable rate as well as the other other forms of transit and places to park cars and uh, uh you know if you're having an electric car a place to charge your car okay and including them in all of that I think of the second bullet is trying to get at that. Do you think we should add a little car or do you think we should try to be a little more explicit in that second bullet? I think that was what it's trying to get at. And I think it's successfully done it, but maybe focus on congestion or. Well, also, see, I think we have a problem. Some cars going too fast because we're going too slow and other places we're just stuck. 
like Earth will feel like a park we run pretty much any time of the day down the way. But I think, and, and you currently are encouraging cars to take these narrow side streets where they get frustrated and they're not safe. I personally should be able to drive, I think, and I, I you know, we've shut up for sales. It used to be a thoroughfare. Now people are driving on Calhoun and Washington, and we didn't used to drive on it, a very narrow street. Uh, we're, just, we're not, it's not going away. We're just diverting to less safe places like this. Okay. Okay. Traffic and making sure that there's access to enough roads and other people aren't rushing on the other roads because they got locked out on the uh, And then, well, I just observed that in the last month, I would say every week we've had at least one, if not more, reports of pedestrians struck by a vehicle. So that's when when I think about reducing traffic accidents, we do need to know what happens, and that's why we do some of the things we do. So human life is precious, so we hardly can see that we don't see all the way of that. And that's good enough. Also being that safe as well. Is there is there anything on this particular point that we move on to community safe community safety concerns? I actually want to thank you all for saying safe and clean accessible streets. We need all the safe and clean. Clean is important. So good job. <laughs> All right, let's go into community safety and services. So underneath this one, we have adequately staffed public safety officers and improved response times and ticketing practices, reduce crime, support adequate mental health services for youth, offer high quality educational programs and supports for families, adequately staff and support recreational programs and libraries, ensure active, beautiful, and resilient green and blue spaces, community events, and public art. Number lower. Um, I would strike that we want to support mental health services just for everybody. And, um, and then I don't know that ticketing practices and priority. Um, I know that I would like to improve uh, response times, but I also think that we need to adequately staff public safety and Uh, it'll be uh, 
Um, it seemed as though there's just not as many privileges as folks are not uh, parking appropriately, not uh, driving and up the speed. So it, it does get to from an active age. traffic enforcement? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think you just, oh, you would take it out. You just say improve response time. Yeah, and in terms of long time, they can probably be responsible because we are more likely to to be able to take the for the thing that doesn't need to be reiterated your promise even the first one the other thing will follow no and as far as ticketing like parking tickets that's now under cover work um so we can do all all tickets if they if they all tickets are non-moving violations or parking enforcement not non-moving violations the same for some Um, would it be uh, um, something going in the yeah, Would it be appropriate to say um, adequately staff public safety officers to improve response times and reduce crime? Um, to combine uh, to combine those two, or do you think that they can? Yeah. <laughs> At least from my view, it's not just our police officers, but also our um, firefighters. Um, so, and I think to me that the secondary is improving our response times and general public safety responses, but the adequately staffing is a priority to us, <laughs> and the response is, is more of how our chiefs are going to prioritize. I guess that's why I would separate them. Um, my feeling is that you were here, you just said if we adequately staff public safety in the sense of class, we said the fire a chief will know how to um, allocate the resources that they have and certainly their objectives. Oh, I agree. I, so, I, so is it eliminating? Is it striking what's all time? No, no. And to make it a separate point altogether. So, we're just trying to specific.
to modernize the technology. So it, it, it might be adequately. What if we did this? What if we say adequately staff and resource public safety, public safety officers? If you say resource, you are that one, it gives it gives flexibility for them to decide what those resources are. Because if it's not IT, maybe it's something else, and maybe that's actually needed. But if you want specifically okay, well, to me, that means go out and get them maybe from other places, mm -hmm. resource like that, as opposed to survive mm -hmm. and right? No, no, I, no. And, and when you say adequate staff and resource them, it doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't just mean that it can, but it can also mean you want it very specifically. Yeah, I some people that said we were too broad before. I want to be clear when we're talking about general consensus that we should target it to technology the resources for public safety. Or do we not? Do we can figure out a way to write it? Do we want to talk about general general tech? Is, is there kind of a consensus here that general tech thing needs to be some sort of general technology about the problem? So to me, technology is that part is really cool. It's not bigger category, but they need to do their job. <laughs> Council member. I, I'm not really supportive of that. I'm fine because we have issues with the same that I would say that it's a priority of mine. And I'm more concerned about communication at the staffing levels. For so what we can do, because we're gonna the next activity will be a prioritization in which you all will get to vote. What we'll do is we'll, let's put that one on there for now. As a, as a chance for folks to vote on it. And then we'll do dot voting, and which will have you click yours next to the ones you actually, you really want to prioritize. And that way we can really start to like get down to it. So we'll we'll keep the technology tool for the private provide appropriate technology and tools for public safety officers and support staff. Okay, first thing I just think they're connected, but if you don't provide the right tools, our people that are applying for jobs will go to some other city where they do give them with you. Thank you for that note. Speaking of officers going to some other city, I would say that in order to adequately staff our public safety department, we need to support paying them competitive salaries and um, not voting against their contracts. And we also um, need to fund their inventory because we can't expect people to come here and be paid less than their terrified in other cities or not have the um, certainty of having a funding point. But that, in your opinion, you only need community safety assistance or fiscally responsible and inclusive justice. Well, I both in the sense that you can't adequately staff yeah. our public safety department and I would with um someone's deploying the change be harder to attract police officers and so we have to be prepared to pay them competitive salary. And we also have to be prepared to fund their um, their benefits so actually we don't attach so much money would you like to do that as a separate project? Yeah, do you think it should be a community safety and services or do you think that that's what you're going to do? I don't think we can adequately staff public safety unless we play competitive salary. I would leave it in the second point. 
Does that feel like a fair? Does that does that feel like the way that that one point to be characterized? Does that does that feel good to everyone? No. The by I don't think it's right. You can't the comma adequate staff comma provide two or three points forever. Hey, but I think that there's multiple ways to uh, staff by things if you're focusing on one. I think there's a few, not just one. So we'll, we'll put it as a comma, right? It's an example. It's an example that that is that is one. So paying competitive salaries, providing the right amount of pool, and we can we can connect that one up there as well. Is there is there anything else that we want to put in here, or else let's move on? Actually, let's go ahead and move on to fiscally responsible inclusive government. We have a lot of community safety and service. So, fiscally responsible and inclusive governance. Explore governance models for greater representation of the city. Support the next generation of local government leaders. Pursue inclusive community and business engagement in city planning and policy making. Offer a full range of fiscally sustainable public services. Encourage economic and community development, including a strong and successful business sector. How are we feeling about that list? What needs to be added? What maybe needs to be tweaked a little bit? Or does that does that section feel good? Oh, I'm sorry, Mary, you Oh, I just no worries. So, I think all of this is great, but it's a big deal for me to make sure that we have to manage Where is the the note from council member bell is to add a line that is um, long-term economic planning Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, and to the point about the sort of nothing that specifically called out the whole responsibility, we want to potentially wordsmith this for where instead of kind of including sexually sustainable, we pull that out and have a number of questions. I don't really know what we mean by offering authority. Job of that, but just because you've done a good job with it for six years, 
So, including a note in the long term economic planning that specifically uh, talks about the goals that how to reach the those milestones. That kind of what I think that's the next step for that. Can I find the long term economic Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it, it sounds like you might change the wording for this bit. Uh, so instead of offer a full range of for the public studies you have, make sure they're they're simply. Uh, uh, How about offer a full range of public services for the Anything else to include change on this particular category? Yes. Okay, first point explore governance models for greater representation of the city. My suggestion would be community members, if that's what we're thinking about. Red and yellow, 
And so we, we want to know what are the four key priorities so that, that each of these have, right? So for the red, for the red dot, we'd like you to put one dot per category for which for which ones you find five priorities. So you'll get four dots, right? And then with the yellow ones, we want you to write to mark your nine key objectives. So we left the little box here. And so put your nine key objectives. Right, it doesn't have to be one per box or so you, you can if you want to put all nine in transportation and infrastructure, that's fine. Or actually, I don't even think it's not, but don't please don't overload it. Don't put like all nine in one box, like one one per one per box, right? Spread spread them out. We don't want to like just overload one second. No. <laughs> No. Understand what a focus and where to really, you know, we might find a way to make that clear. Um, in the strategic plan that these are priority projects, there's just a way to help us on how to understand where to focus a little more. I think we could maybe even like if one priority area doesn't get any votes, then maybe that is also a question to be keep it on or not. We might use it also to discuss where we go, but don't feel like this is something you know, you're not, it doesn't mean things are going away necessarily. Nothing's going to disappear. So, if I'd known it was going to be part of the thing, I'd I bought a whole box for our office. It gets very cold in our sherry. I think it's a single pane windows. Yes, there's a heater. My tailbone's falling asleep. Oh, I don't know why. I can't sit. They just like come home. Standing decks. That's a permanently stand. You said the temperature was 58, 58 on, the, on those heaters, but it's probably uh, as low as it goes. 
Yes, absolutely. I have no shame. No shame when it comes to this. Really, I literally can't do I would be president We're having our potluck too. Forever for calendar. Yeah, we have our meetings. Okay, and we're having our Yeah, they 
all received four votes, um, with the top one for each one of those sections being for climate change and sea level rise resilience, reduced greenhouse gas emissions, and then the promotion of green infrastructure, which also can have an implication on planning for disaster readiness. Uh, moving on to transportation and infrastructure, the top one we have for there is to build a comprehensive and integrated safe, efficient public transit, bicycle and pedestrian infrastructure, including lane groundwork for park spaces, uh, plus bikes and pedestrian bridge. So the top one for transportation infrastructure. And then the other one that came in was for community safety and services. And the top one for there is adequately staffed public safety officers. Um, with maybe an emphasis on by paying competitive salaries and benefits, and also possibly by providing appropriate technology and tools um, for public safety officers and support staff. Uh, honorable mentions to the two that came in at number three, which is fiscally, fiscally responsible and inclusive governance and housing and homelessness. So we will also look at them too. And again, just because something didn't make it into the top, it doesn't mean it disappears. It's just more data to see what's on the what's what's on your mind for priority level. Right. So thank you for those folks. We just wanted to raise them because we had this conversation with staff. Now I'm gonna point it's a little different particularly with the geographic area. It doesn't you can some point want to leave that as a separate priority or you want to take it out and try to we can try to integrate that. We so kind of what I think together comes from like point so much of what we do there really falls in other buckets. You so it's just it's a little bit of an odd, odd one out, and I thought I'd raise it as a discussion point. Yeah, and we did hear specifically, and uh, I believe it was two of the interviews that could be a jerky standalone item, but I try to get both people about differently now. Yeah, we would like to hear if there's a connection for removing it. Or if they're my my sense. My sense is that it is a sort of a geographic weakness, for lack of a better word, that it's somehow merits some kind of targeted approach. So I'm not sure that it can be somehow completely within um, things that happen in um, what I would call historic Alameda, for the reason that it's possible that. Historic Alameda will be. I would look at it differently. We have said from the beginning of the previous process that we want to make this area feel like it's part of the city, not like when I was growing up here, we just was separate entity and we had to capital to be able to get in if we had a legitimate reason that we want to make it part of the city. So I do think we we could absorb it in some of our other categories. We found um maybe a little too much neglect of some of the properties at an alpha point. Um and we did that because it was just that separate and I don't know what um we would keeping track of um, some of our infrastructure that we would do on the island. But I, I think that a lot of things, the things that we talk about we hear from the residents and the business to I don't want to the point of the transportation and the safety of the street that of um, being able to go in there So I wouldn't um, I really put it separately, but I, I did know this is only about a couple of figures, but I, I do think that some of our priorities could, could, could 
Maybe in our top priority, pulling in some, some points that are targeted. Because there are two points here about supporting our, our existing businesses. So maybe if we're, if we're talking about anything to do with economic development business, we make sure that there's also a note about how many points. Maybe even a way that we kind of like you did with highlights for the EMT objectives, and maybe a way to make it. Get it come for data, like we make it look a little different. So it gets consumed under these, but we find a way to delineate it so that we're at least emphasizing out the importance in our own particular way. So when we get to try to think of some creative ways. Yeah. I, I worry, well, I think the goal is to make it as integrated into the city as possible. I think there's still some caveats to that and just this neutrality portion. Some other things, but um, I think it's there. There are some overarching decisions that we are going to be making as council in terms of giving some direction to staff that I hope will address some of those concerns. So that's why I don't necessarily feel like it needs to be a challenge point. I think we're having those opportunities to have conversations with those things. Uh, yeah, thank you. And I agree with um, uh, Maria in regards to the fiscal neutrality. I wanted to remind because it's not, it is treated differently than the rest of the island. island there are, are uh, you know, certain policies that are unique, but that is also where we have, as far as I know, the majority of buildings that are the city's going to be making these decisions, what they're doing with them. Or, in fact, there may only be the Carnegie that's somewhere else. Uh, but I think that that is some issue. You know, that's to me another issue. In, in addition to the size of it being about a third of the whole size of Alameda. So for me, I think it is important somehow to emphasize the differences that are unique to that um, area that you're really not going to find uh, anywhere else in the island. So it sounds like in the future we'll have these kind of opportunities to talk more nuancedly about Alameda Point development. So we'll make sure that when we're talking not to not to forget that one. So it'll stay and we'll figure out how to find places to pull it. Okay, another unique thing though is the spirit valley, right? Yep. We can have it, you can be a separate. I think there might be a way to emphasize the nominal point objectives and projects without having its own party. Good to know. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, anything else we want to talk through before I pass it back to Mike to wrap us up so we can get out of here? Mentioned that there was some feedback about CCI, how that framework would get incorporated into the strategic plan authority. I think there was something on one of your handouts. I just wonder if we wanted to talk to Yeah. Um, so, my understanding is that we are going to be working with um, the Washington to.
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Sarah or anyone else talked a little bit about that. Yeah, it, it's part of the um, process that was laid out. Um, you know, we're going to uh, we, we get the entire work plan for the three collaborators in terms of how they were chosen. Um, many of them were adult selected. We've got all aspects of the organization represented from rank staff all the way up to management um, and a variety of departments and a variety of representation. Um, and so it was both a combination of recommendations by department heads and people are offering who are interested in the process. Um, and so sorry, are they kidding employees? They're all, oh, sorry, they're all okay. employees. And we have a consultant that is company. It shows all of their names by department and their positions. And Did members of the public get this handout? No, but I'm trying to do it. We're, we're, we'll, we'll be bringing the report back to council. We're, we're figuring out the right frequency, but we will be bringing reports back to council on the side of the two collaborators. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I wanted to come over to raise that as part of the comments and to make sure that that framework was integrated somehow. Okay. And I think we're still figuring out how to do that, but I wanted to acknowledge that work. Thank you. That's absolutely the focus. Um, yeah, I know that just show up as prominently today, but not more. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, and I, I appreciate that. I raised it in the several times that it's more of a, um, a just kind of the foundation, fundamental part of the design. I appreciate that the work's being done and that. Um, that it, I don't need to see it separately. Oh, great. Um, we are on time and uh, we're minutes away and going somewhere to. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
a much broader set of things we'll need to play in our context. It's very needed and was like clarified later. So uh, that's the process of coming. Uh, again, thank you all so much for being here tonight. Uh, we're adjourned. <laughs> Give this back when you